This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, July the 6th, and we come off an absolute butt-whooping of the Washington Nationals last night, 11 to nothing. The Phillies handling the Nats this year. They won six, five of six against the Nationals this year. And ladies and gentlemen, we wake up this morning for the first time since the start of the season with the Philadelphia Phillies in a playoff spot if the season ended today. Now, granted, they're tied for one. But the Phillies, as of today, July the 6th, a playoff team. How about it? The Phillies win yesterday. The Cardinals lose. The Phillies are now officially tied for a playoff spot right now. They are 22-9 and since the start of June. 22-9. and 21-9 and since firing Joe Girardi. That'll play. And again, they are five games over five hundred. They're tied for a playoff spot. Your Philadelphia Phillies lose Bryce Harper. Keep on chugging along. How about the Phillies? This is a it's a good day today. The Phillies just handling business last night, and you know we'll get into a lot today. But we've talked a lot about you know kind of belief in this team as they head into this stretch run of the season. The the dog days are. A month away on the horizon, and the trade deadline's three weeks away, and it's it's starting to feel real, and this Phillies team is finding ways to continue to win baseball games, to stay afloat. You lose Bryce Harper, you lose Gene Segura, you're missing Zach Eflin, you're missing Ranger Suarez. Plugging along. Christopher Sanchez gives you a good outing last night. The Bats come alive. Kyle Schwarber, it's July. Still feels like June. Not too bad. And Schwarber, man, I, you know... If we want to talk about who has been the heart and soul of this baseball team this year, and I would argue the MVP of the Phillies this year has been Kyle Schwarber. (laughs) Two more bombs last night, 25 on the season. And, you know, in in a number of ways, we've talked about it. We've talked about the toasts after games. We've talked about the, you know, him just coming in from the jump and talking about, you know, how he's never been on a losing team, how he's only missed the playoffs once, and how this is going to be a playoff team because that's what he does. And then just the vibe, man, Sunday Night Baseball with the with the announcers last night. 
you know, from the dugout when when uh, Escobar is pitching in the eighth and and he hits Bohm and it might have been even the ninth. No, it was the eighth. Bottom eighth hits Bohm and and you know Schwerber from the dugout is like bleep off with that stuff and having fun. Like some about this dude, man. There's something about Kyle Schwerber. I, I don't I don't think it's a coincidence that he's always on winning teams. If you know what I mean. There's something about this guy. Like this guy is a stone cold winner. He's a stone cold winner, and he is a a culture guy, a clubhouse guy. In terms of just bang for the buck, you're getting it on the field, leading the National League in home runs, second in baseball home runs, 25 homers on a 50 homer pace. But you're also getting it off the field, and and honestly, for this group of guys, that might be even more important. As Schwarber has just really stepped into a leadership role, not even just stepped in, like you. Know, Kool-Aid man style, barreled through the, the wall and said, oh, yeah, and I'm in charge now. And that's how it is. And it's been, it's been, it's been glorious. More of that, Kyle. More of that. And again, I, I've been really impressed with what we've seen from this team the last week and a half. You know, you lose Harper. That's such a crushing blow for a baseball team. We know as fans, it was certainly a crushing blow for us as a fan base. There's absolutely no denying that, that it was a... Man, I think a lot of us felt like we watched the season kind of crumble right in front of our eyes as Bryce was laying on the ground and shaking and holding his hand and you know the pain that he was in. It, it felt felt final, so to speak. And his team's just chugging along. Five games above 500 now. Again, they are a playoff team right now. It's pretty exciting. It's, uh, it's pretty fun to watch this team kind of find themselves. And in the midst of adversity, find themselves. And look, there are still, they could be better without Harper. I mean, JT homered again last night. You know, hopefully that bat's getting going again. You know, he's kind of like equaled his season total in home runs in the last few days, you know, <laughs> um, um, which is nice. I mean, Nick Castellanos, again, you know, no one hurts my soul more than Nick Castellanos. The feeble at bats last night, a bases loaded single that he just kind of popped into right field just a little just blooper in right field falls you know we'll take those hits we'll take everything we can get from nick but man can you imagine if nick castellanos just all of a sudden just starts i don't know being nick castellanos wouldn't that be something there's still room to be better for this team and you know the injuries are tough whether in the injuries we've talked a lot and we'll continue to talk about the biggest need for this team starting pitching injuries are, are a problem you know can they meander their way through the All-Star break now these next couple of weeks with the Christopher Sanchez's and the Bailey Falters of the world, getting them through games that they need to win? We're going to find out. And, you know, Sanchez, very good last night. Now, granted, a uh, against a just awful, horrendous Washington Nationals team, the Nationals now 29-54 and 54 on the season. 29-54. and 54. They are 14 and a half games back of the Phillies. <laughs> It's a lot of games against the Phillies, you know. Um, but they got it done last night. Christopher Sanchez, five shutout, two hits, two walks, two strikeouts. Really nice outing from Sanchez. 60 pitches. You know, it's exactly what you want from the guy in that spot. And then you get some uh, some low leverage stuff out of the way. Familia pitches a clean inning. Bellotti a clean inning. Mark Appel, two clean innings at the end. Real quick, because we really haven't talked about it much on this show, but the Mark Appel story, you know, doesn't get much better. I, I, I just love... This guy's story and the fact that, you know, as the former number one overall pick in the draft, goes back, gets drafted eighth the next year, you know, one of the top 
draft pitchers of all time, you could argue, and um, you know, never gets to the majors, and the career just doesn't go the way it's supposed to, and the injuries, and you know, fights his way back. You know, he got signing bonuses, he got all that stuff. He probably could have figured it out, fought his way back, and and now finally pitching for the Phillies in the bullpen, and has yet to give up a run in a few outings, um, but just a. An awesome story of perseverance, of of doggedness, of not wanting to give up on your dream, and of being willing to, you know, modify and change your dream. You know, this guy was, again, the best prep pitcher in the world. <laughs> this guy was the number one pick in the draft as a starting pitcher. Then goes back into the draft next year and still gets taken eighth. That's what kind of arm this guy was from a talent perspective coming up. And, you know, never made it to the majors till now. Um, and, you know, many trials and tribulations to get there. So, you know, big shout out to Mark Paul. I think it's a great story. And, and he's pitched well. He looks good. You know, obviously it's been the lowest of leverage of, of situations for him so far. But still, hey, he's pitching in the majors and getting outs. It's a really, really, really cool story. Like a high-level cool story. And I'm really excited about the Mark Paul thing. I hope he can continue to pitch well. And, look, no reason not to keep him on the roster now Two. More shutout innings last night. Again, as the Phillies just rolled last night, 11 to nothing. It was never close. Schwarber in the first leads off the game. Boom, 1 nothing. We get to the third. Schwarber steps to the plate again. Boom. This one, a tank shot to right. I, honestly, all right. Now, there are a few options when you say this. Like, you know, Greg Luzinski a little bit before my time, but I've seen the highlights. Pete and Cavilia. I remember him here when he was like that. Jim Tomey, one of those guys. Ryan Howard, one of those guys. It is possible. It is possible. And again, the the names I just read, I think, are mentioned, are are the ones that I think kind of stick out to me as the contenders for this trophy, so to speak. But certainly in my lifetime, of any Phillies player ever, I feel pretty confident saying Kyle Schwarber has the most effortless power I've ever seen. Tommy's probably second. It's close. Howard when he wanted to. But, man, Schwarber just flicks his wrist and the ball goes 440 feet. It's, it's astounding to watch. You know, it really, it really is, is astounding to watch some of the times when just how easy his swing is and how far the ball goes. It... It's like the two things don't match because <laughs> it just seems like, man, he's not really swinging that hard. And then the ball's just exploding off his bat like a, like a cannon. It's, um, it's super fun to watch. I'll tell you that much. Watching Kyle Schwerber hit has um, been a joy the last month plus. And, uh, you know, carrying over into June, we'll see if, if June Schwerber can become rest of season Schwerber. He's on a 50 homer pace right now. And again, in my opinion right now, you know, Zach Wheeler, you could argue just because, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball and a super important player for this team. But but I think you can make a real case that Kyle Schwarber is the MVP of the Phillies right now. So far this season, you know, with losing Harper and all that. And Harper's number is certainly up until getting hurt MVP worthy. But just in terms of, of what he's meant all around the field, off the field, in every situation, and now with Harper out, Kyle Schwarber, man, what what... What can't that guy do for this team right now? It's been um, it's been so impressive, and you know, Schwarber got to go in last night. Then the flood bra- floodgates open in the third, excuse me, in the fourth and fifth. 
So they pour in a couple more in the fourth, then in the sixth they go nutso. A seven-run sixth inning, a JT Romito home run, a Nick Castellanos bases loaded single, a Derek Hall infield single. And Derek Hall scores a run earlier, by the way. He had a ball um, basically as far as you can hit one in that park without it going out. Hits the almost top of the wall in center field. Another, to be fair, effortless swing. That dude's got some effortless power, too. Um, not Schwarber, but effortless. Um, RBI single for him scores a run, and then an RBI single for Bohm scores another couple. It is 11 to nothing in the sixth. That's how it would finish. Schwarber two for three with the two homers. Three runs scored for Schwarber. Castellanos a two for four night. Two runs, two RBI. It's huge. You want to see more of that from him. Nice night for Derek Hall. Three for five with three runs scored. JT one for two with a homer and three RBI. Boom, two for four with three RBI. Stott got a, a, a hit and a run. Veerling got a hit and a run. So almost everyone getting in on the action. An 11 to nothing dominant win by your Philadelphia Phillies. They're back at it today, tonight, I should say, against the uh, against the Nationals. We'll get to that later. But again, just um, a really nice victory. Again, the Phillies are 22-9 and nine since the start of June. That is a that's a very strong number. You know, after the Braves, it's the best in baseball. You know, them and the Yankees and the, and the Phillies, Braves and Yankees have been the three best teams in baseball since the start of June. How about that? That's pretty exciting. You know, they're right up there. They're playing great baseball. You know, really the only series they lost to the Braves, right? You know, seriously, that's the only series they've lost in a while. You know, they've been really consistently playing great baseball in the month, uh, really since the month of June started, and you know. It's been, um, it makes it so much easier to believe that they can continue, you know, especially in, in light of losing Bryce Harper. As you look back, the Phillies win the series against Seattle. They lose that one against Atlanta, but then, oh, and I forgot about the Texas. The Texas series screw up everything, the two gamers, but then they win the series against San Diego. They lose that te- series to Texas, but then they won a series against Washington, won a series against Miami, won a series against Arizona, won a series against Milwaukee, won a series against LA, won a series. Uh, that's it. Lost a series against the Giants, but they won that last game. But that's, you know, Brave series, the hottest team in baseball, the only team they've lost a series to since June 3rd, you know, June 1st. So um, it's huge. It's huge to see the Phillies continue to play such, you know, solid baseball. And again, you know, with losing Bryce Harper and the effect that that absolutely has to have on any sort of team, you know, it's been it's been so impressive to see these guys battle. And it, it has led me to believe that they can, that they could stay in this. Harper speaking yesterday, too, and said, I will be back and playing this year no matter what. They clear, like, you're not, are you, you think you're going to be back? Are you hopeful you're going to be back? He's like, I'm going to be back. I will play this year. Like, no equivocation, no, you know, let me maybe kind of just, you know, keep my options close, you know, maybe you know, give me an out if I need. Nope. He's like, I'm back. I'll be back. Whatever it takes, I'll be back playing with these guys. I I hate not being out there. I'll be out there. You know, and, and love that, obviously. You want Harper not just to come back, but also to come back effective. I think the the great thing about Harper is that, you know, when you, you have this kind of injury and come back in season, you worry about it sapping the power. Um, the great thing about Harper is that he's such a great hitter that I, I think he can be effective no matter what. Even if he doesn't have that same power, you know, he has turned into such a mechanical hitter, you know, such a, a, a smart technical hitter that, you know, I think he can come back and hit 300 with or without power, you know, and um, I think that's a really exciting piece of this. Uh, 
in that, you know, you, you normally worry about him being effective when he comes back, and, and it might be from that power perspective, but I think I think he's going to be effective no matter what, at least in terms of putting the bat on the ball and finding spots where the, the defenders aren't. So, you know, Harper, just the proclamation, I, I think this team playing well, obviously, only emboldens him to get back and to come back and, and all that, and uh, as it should, you know, as it should. Um, but uh, nice to hear him just be so firm and, and strong about the fact that he will be back no matter what happens. So, um, And look, Gene Segura got the pins taken out of his hand yesterday. You know, the original timetable said 10 to 12 weeks, which, you know, would lead them right up to uh, about September. So we'll see. You know, I mean, we've talked so much about the idea of Harper coming back. You know, the idea that you get Gene back, too. I mean, you know, Bryson Stott is still hitting 170 or whatever. You know, this team is still, Didi is, you know, in and out of the lineup. Um, You know, so they have not, they have not shorn down those spots. You got Camargo, you got Maton coming back. So, I mean, there's there's dudes, but if Segura easily the best of that group. So Segura coming back could be a real help, obviously, for this team as well as there's there's hope down the road. Now we get into that question about the the can the starting pitching maintain. And that's why, you know, we'll talk, I'm sure, over the next few weeks as the trade deadline heats up as we get closer and closer to it. You know, what is the the you know, what's it gonna take, so to speak, to um you know, not just what it's going to take, but what what's the the right path for the Phillies in terms of supplementing this roster? Because again, you know, they are winning games. They do deserve to be added to. You know, they're five games above five hundred. They're a playoff team today without Harper, and you know Harper is potentially coming back down the road. The whole point of this season coming in was playoffs. It was playoffs. It was we're going over the luxury tax. We're signing Schwarber and Castellanos. Playoffs are bust. You know, if you could have attached a a slogan to the Phillies this year that that really got to the heart of what this team is constructed to do. Playoffs or bust is the perfect slogan. That's what this team is and supposed to be this year. Playoffs or bust. Anything else is a disappointment, is a failure. No matter what happens in season, that's the goal. That's what this team has been constructed to do. And they're a playoff team on July 6th. And... They're playing their best baseball of the season, obviously, for the last month. And comparative to the last few years, when on July 6th we've been in it, last year, the year before, the year before, and you know what? The year before. Four straight years, 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. They've been in it on July 6th. They've been in it later than July 6th. They have. But at no point in those seasons, other than maybe that eight-game win streak, you know, with that Mets series and stuff last year, and again, that was as much just because that had not happened. Um, the idea of you know eight in a row was a friggin' miracle at that point. Um, but but even then, it wasn't the same. But at no point in that whole time, the last four years, have I really, really, really felt like the Phillies were a playoff-caliber, playoff-worthy team. And I feel that this year. They might not make it again, you know, eight teams for six spots. You know, who else is a playoff caliber team? The Giants, you know, who else is a playoff caliber team, the Cardinals, the Braves, like all these teams, they're they're playoff caliber too. You know, it's uh, what it is. The Padres, playoff caliber. Mets, obviously playoff caliber. Brewers, Dodgers. You know, these teams are all playoff caliber teams. So, you know, it's not it's not one of those years where, like, you know, an 83 win team, an 84 win team is going to get in. You know, you got to win 88, 87, 86, 89, 90. Who knows? 
But however it plays out, on July 6th, I look at this team and I feel a lot better about them as a group than I have the last few years, without a doubt. And that's with Harper out. Like, I would take this team with no Harper against these other teams. In a second. They're more talented, but also they're just better. It seems like, you know, Schwarber and has kind of instilled a, a, a culture of winning a little bit. Or at least the beginning, the, the embryonic stages of it. And this team has shown that, that you know, they deserve to have us believe in them a little bit. You know, they, they've battled through some serious adversity and they're finding ways to win games. And that's why I do think Dave Dombrowski does need to add to this team. This team is worth investing in. They are worth going for. Now, again, I'm not trading Andrew Painter, all right? I'm not trading Mick Abel unless I'm getting someone who's going to help me for the next three years on this team. You know, there are limits. I'm not, honestly, I'm not really looking for rental guys at all, you know, unless it's just money. You know, if a team wants to drop someone off for a organizational prospect who will never amount to nothing because they want to get rid of a salary and, hey, hey, we went over the luxury tax, ladies and gentlemen. We'll take it. All in for that. Give me those moves. Those are my favorite moves. Give me the money-only moves. Every single one of them, I'll take them if they help my team. Boom. But outside of that, I want guys who are going to be here past this season. I'm not paying for rentals. Even the importance of this season, I want I want to find guys who I can, especially if I'm going to trade legitimate prospects, they need to be here for more than this season. They have to be. They have to be a, a longer-term deal than that. So I think he has to be looking to add and, and even somewhat substantially, again, if it's guys who are going to be here. I'm not treating Andrew Painter. Mick Abel, you're really going to have to, to to fight me on that one. But other than that, you know, I'm ready to win. And don't get me wrong. I've said many times and still believe that dra- fixing the drafting and development side of things is the single most important issue facing the Phillies in the long-term period by far as I'm close. But this team has a chance now with the group that they have. We've seen that teams can get hot at the right time and just win it all. Braves did it last year. That's on the table, right? But but even more than that, just just competing in the playoffs with this group of guys who are going to be here for a few years. They just signed Schwarber. They just signed Castellanos. Harper's here. Like We still have a ways before that next wave needs to matter, right? I mean, because we know they're not going to. We wish they could. Don't get me wrong. I wish we could just cycle guys up like the Dodgers. Oh, here's another prospect who's going to play for a week. And then blah, blah. We can't. I get it. And you want to build it up so that you can do that. I get it. But I do think that this team, and with how far away some of those prospects are, that you know what, I think you can justify moving one of them, or a couple of them, to fix the now, to focus on the now, while still putting all that emphasis and importance on Brian Barber and that group, and just continuing to build guys, continuing to get guys you could trade or you could develop or whatever. You know, it is important, most important. But I do think this team deserves for them to, to be gone in on, so to speak, at least to a certain level. And I'm intrigued to see what Dombrowski does. I do think that that starting pitching is the biggest need. I know that's not necessarily the most commonly held opinion. I think when Harper goes down, I think people want to bat. You know, the bullpen is the bullpen. But man, you lose Ranger, you lose F, and I don't trust either of those guys, and certainly not Gibson in a playoff series. I think going out and getting an arm, a legit arm, is the most important thing this team could do. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, and as the days go on, we'll really dive into the, the positives and negatives of each. Um, all right, before we look ahead, quick quick perusal of the standings as the Phillies, again, now playoff team in the NL East. 
Only seven games back at the Mets. That seems almost impossible. Remember when they were like 13 back, 12 and a half back? Um, so they've made some serious ground in the Mets. They were just so far back, but only seven back. I mean, we all remember 7 with 17 play, just saying. Um, some of the Braves are only two and a half back at the Mets. We're all going to look up if the Braves are going to win the division, you know? Um, Milwaukee in first in the center by three games. The Dodgers five and a half. Then we look at the wild card, which is where the Phillies are in spot. One of four teams, though, with the playoff spot is the Braves in that first wild card spot. They are a game and a half up on the Padres. The Padres are three up on the Phillies and the Cardinals for that last wild card spot. Four and a half behind the Braves are the Phillies and the Cardinals. But the Phillies and the Cardinals, 40, 43 and 38 and 44 and 39 are tied. The Phillies technically a one percentage point higher in terms of winning percentage, but they're tied if the season ended today. They would play a, a one game play in for that final wild card spot. So um, the Giants are two games back of them at 40 and 39. And then the Marlins, only three back of the Phillies and Cardinals. Don't look now, the Marlins are only game under 500. We've done this whole um, six teams for eight spots, thing, or eight teams for six spots. It might be nine teams. It might be nine teams. Look, we've seen the Marlins make the playoffs more recent than the Phillies, and they're fighting, and they've got some dudes. So it's going to be fascinating. But for right now, all that matters, your Philadelphia Phillies are in pole position right now for that last playoff spot tied with the Cardinals. And oh, by the way, I guess you play the uh, coming up at the end of this week. You're in St. Louis, so it's an exciting week of baseball. First, you have to finish out with the Nationals, and you'd love to see them sweep them because the Nats are so bad, you got to take wins where you get them. But if nothing else, win one of the next two. And tonight seems like a good one. Aaron Nolan, the Hill against Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray, very good. We've seen him be good, but hit or miss. Um, Nola has been awesome. And with Bailey Falter on the Hill tomorrow before that St. Louis series would be a nice one to win tonight. And the Nats are bad. Either way, though, whatever happens, we'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.